It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 and 69.7 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, and I am here to help you be more successful. If you just have something you can't quite get the hang of in your landscape, hey, I've been there too. I have things all the time that I fail at doing, and I try my best to figure out why I failed so that I can share it with you so you can have success in your landscape instead of mine. If you have a question, our number is easy to remember, 404 872 0750. Debbie is in Smyrna, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn. Well, where's my cursor? There's my cursor. And joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hi, Debbie. Good morning. Hey, Walter. Good morning. Thanks for taking my sure. call. How can I help? We have about two dozen beautiful knockout roses, yeah. uh, about half on their second season, half on their third, um, that look like they're about to all be wiped out with the rose rosette disease. Oh, and man. I want to know if there's anything we can do to salvage it. <sighs> What's the symptoms? Let's just confirm you have the disease. What are the symptoms on the roses? Um, These spindly um, shoots instead of the nice green leaves, and they're red, Yeah. and they're shriveling, and one has died. Could well be. Did you look on my website see all the pictures of rose rosettes? Yes, it looks uh, just like that. You know, and two days ago, Debbie, I had another symptom I had not seen before. I wasn't familiar with it all. Like I said, I have a rose, and the petals, the buds, I should say, the flower buds, have long strings sticking out of them such that it won't even open up. He says I can take scissors and clip off those green strings on top of the buds, and the buds will open then, but it's a smaller flower. I thought, oh, man, that's another symptom of Rose Rosette. I'm almost positive that's what he has. I asked him to send me more pictures, and I'll confirm that later. But um, Rose Rosette is wiping roses out left and right around the metro area. And there ain't nothing you can do about it, pretty much, Debbie. The shovel is your, is your tool of control, oh. sad to say. So just take them all out, and then I guess we don't replace them with roses. For a couple of years. After two years, you'll be able to tell if there's any pieces of rose root that have survived and sprouted again, as long as no rose rose plants have survived from these infected roses. Then you can plant roses again, but that's a couple of years you need to put something else in there. It could be cheap shrubs if you want to put uh, Indian hawthorn or uh, whatever. It would be a little small thing you can put in just for the time being, but... You know, that's your choice. You need to wait at least a year or two before planting roses again. That's a lot of digging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of digging already. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thanks very much. Well, you see now, Debbie, why I pretty much every Saturday for the last year I've had at least one caller or I've had a chance to mention, hey, check your roses. Make sure your roses do not have rose rosette virus because if they do, digging it up is the only cure there is. So it's a bad thing. Bad thing. Okay. Well, thanks very much. You don't sound sincere, Debbie. 
I know you don't feel good about that decision to dig those things up. You sure don't. Gosh, what a thing. Oh, your knockout roses. Oh, man, what a thing. Cheryl's in Covington, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Cheryl, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Morning, Thank Cheryl. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, what you got, Cheryl? I have a beautiful magnolia, probably close to three stories tall, and for the last couple of years it hasn't been blooming. Yeah. And I let my my limbs are down to the ground, and I went in there, and it's like a jungle with all these suckers coming yeah. up off the roots. Sure, so sure. That's my problem. I don't think that's the problem, Cheryl. Why would the suckers interfere with blooming? Uh, I can't think of a reason why. So the suckers are certainly there, and they there's some competition, I guess, with the top of the tree, but it's all part of the same organism, if you will, uh, underneath the tree. And I know what you mean by that jungle that happens on magnolias whose limbs touch the ground, they'll root, and then they'll send out shoots from that. So you have this little... Uh, jungly look of appearance underneath the tree, but I don't think it has anything to do with blooming. I could be wrong, but I don't think on instinctively that there's much uh, effect one to the other. Well, it's interesting because all the uh, neighboring magnolias are blooming. Yeah. They're just full of blooms right now, and when it does bloom, it's it's always up at the top of the tree. Which commandment is it, Cheryl, that has to do with envy? I think you're you're breaking one of the Ten Commandments of envy or jealousy or something like that by worrying about your neighbor's Maybe a little bit, because I do enjoy the blooms. Yeah, I think what you do is you enjoy the blooms you have and pray that next year is going to be a better year for flowers on the magnolia. There's no, okay, so don't, don't cut the suckers. Nah, I don't think so. Unless you think they're ugly. If you do, then they're, they're ugly. You take, cut them out. It's not going to hurt the tree to cut them out. When will I do that? I think you can do it now, as long as okay. they're not really a big part of the tree. If they're not uh, some 50% of the tree's foliage, then I would do it now and get get it done. Okay. Thanks you a lot. All right, Cheryl. Thanks for calling. Let's see who else is in here. Karen's in Marietta. That's who's been waiting the longest. Hey, Karen, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hi. Well, how can I, I help? I have two Japanese maples um, that I would like to... Um, move with us if we ever move and so I've put them in large pots they are have been there two years probably the trunks are maybe three inches in diameter wow, or circumference a... rather circumference okay, okay. so right. they're they're kind of smallish yet and I I want to know what I need to do to prevent them from getting pot bound mm. do I take them out every once in a while and cut off some of the roots, or what do I do to prevent that from happening? You become a bonsai master if you know the yeah. technique of cutting off some of the roots to balance the roots in the top. Um, how big is the pot now, Karen, that they're in? Oh, golly. I knew you were going to have A couple feet wide, big as a 30, dinner plate. Well, oh, oh, no, they're huge. They're probably 30 that's, inches, that's 20, a good size. 20 inches apart, maybe. I mean, you know, I, I mean across. 20 is a little smallish, it seems like. How tall is the plant? How tall is the maple? Um, I'm looking at one now. It's maybe the plant itself from the top of the dirt yeah. is probably four and a half, maybe five, four and a half feet probably. It probably should be repotted into a bigger pot. Into bigger. Yes. Yeah. And then once I get them there... I don't want to. I don't know if I can go bigger. I won't be able to move the thing. At some point, at some point, somebody needs to decide if they stay in the pot or in the ground or what. If we're going to move or 
you know, a decision will need to be made. So if you if you well, think you're going to move for sure in the next three or four years, okay, we put it in a new pot. If you think it's going to be five or six years, I'd put it in the ground and buy another one when it's time to move. Yeah. I talked to a gentleman at Pike Nursery when I was thinking of this, and he has done this successfully. He's kept his in pot. Yeah. So. And and again, the bonsai yeah. masters, that's exactly what they do is just shave off some of the roots, bounce the top by pruning off some of the top, and you maintain the maple at any size you care to be, a foot okay. tall, two feet tall, whatever. But if you want to let it just grow and not any work done to it, you repot it once every year or two until it's just too big to muscle around. And then you say, well, we're going to decide now whether it's in the ground or in the pot permanently, what we're going to do. Okay. So these aren't. This isn't something you could keep in the pot long term unless you do that pruning. I think, yeah, you need to do some pruning. You need to get them balanced okay. out. Okay. All right. Thanks, Walter. Sure, Karen. Thanks for calling. Great question. That was a great question. I don't get many questions about pruning and doing root pruning and things like that. Not at all. Uh, Winifred is in U Harley, Georgia, and joins us. Winifred, good morning. Good morning, Hi. Walter. I got a problem with my peaches. Yes, sir. Uh, Got a kind of a jelly-like subject on the fruit itself, yeah. and yeah. sort of it seems to be coming some out to bark too on the crunk of the tree. So, and they're falling off. Of course, well, the fruit's actually hitting the ground, falling yeah. off, and the leaves also. So. All right, let's go what one, two, three, four. About uh, about an hour ago, went for those. A guy who called and said he had a little peach tree, it had a lot of fruit on it, and said, "Should I spray it now?" And I said, "Yes, you should, because uh-huh. the curculio will come up and sting those fruit, and that's what you have is <laughs> the curculio. Okay. Curculio is a weevil, and they live in weevil. the in okay. the uh, debris and weeds and grass and mulch underneath your peach tree during the winter time." And they crawl up the trunk and find the fruit when it's about as big as a ping pong ball. And they stick their little dirty nose in there and suck some of the juice out. And where they make that wound, it oozes jelly out of the fruit. Uh-huh. That's exactly. what you're seeing now. Every one of them. It's yeah. not only one, it's all of them. Well, so yeah. what are we going to do? One thing yes, is sir. to spray insecticide on the ground underneath the tree to kill okay. the ones that are still there in the ground. Number two, you can put... Um, what are called glue traps. There's <clears throat> a special kind of glues you spread around the trunk of the tree and traps them as they crawl up the trunk. You just, you know, they can't get any further. You use the glue off a mouse trap if you wanted to. Just take a okay. stick and spread it on the trunk and trap them as they go up the trunk. Um, and the fruit that has the ooze in it right now is probably going to develop a rot where that wound is and you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to eat it anyway. So I would pick all the wounded fruit off. It may be all the fruit you got, but that's, <laughs> that's the story, Winfrey. Is this the thing that you can do during the all season? You know, to spray it. What, after what type the, of chemical? Are you yeah, after the blooms it? have dropped off, because you do not want to spray insecticide when the bees are working your flowers. Okay. But after the flowers have have dropped off, you can spray insecticide on the tree itself, and again on the ground. And look for one that just says um, it is labeled for use on fruit trees or edibles or something like that. I don't want to give out brand names and okay. so many to try to remember, but look for. Orchard spray, fruit tree spray, something like that on the label. Okay. Okay. Right. 
Thank Winfrey, you, Walt. I hate to say it, but I got to go. I know you had another question there, but I got to go because it's 818. We got to do something else. It's 818. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, 80% chance of scattered showers, high of 79 degrees, low of 66. Tomorrow, cooler than normal. It's going to be lots of showers tomorrow as well. High of 75, low of 59 tomorrow night. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We've got Jim in Hawassie who joins us this morning. Hey, Jim, good morning. Hey, Walter, how you doing? I'm fine, Brother Jim. How can I help? Well, full disclosure, I actually live in Ackworth, and over the last <laughs> 15 to 20 years, you've I live on a golf course. You've uh, transformed my my yard into something that looks close to Augusta National. Man, that's great, Jim. So, so it looks great. That's the good news. The bad news is I just bought a vacation home in Hiawassee, and I expect you to do the same thing in uh, Hiawassee. So. Uh, okay, go ahead. What's your question then? So I live up on a, about 2,500 feet uh, on a mountain ridge overlooking Lake Chatoog, and the the back is pretty step. It's got a pretty steep grade. Yeah. And I've built some flower boxes with railroad ties, and I'm trying to figure out what are the best flowers to put in there that will flower all summer long, uh, even different times. That's mm. fine. But uh, I, I know I'm in zone six, and I yeah. think that's important. When you said so, up, up that high 2,500 feet in, above the Lake Chatoog, I knew it was going to be cold up there. Right. <clears throat> we certainly know this that daylilies will come back in zone six just fine. So Stella de Oro daylilies, that's one to choose from, but the Stella's bloom pretty regularly throughout the summertime. Yeah. Um, Lantana blooms all year long. Now, I'm not sure that Miss Huff, I've had, I don't think Miss Huff, which comes back in zone seven just fine, I don't think in zone six that Miss Huff is going to survive the cold there. But you could try Miss Huff Lantana, which comes in the spring, starts blooming about now or last week maybe. And blooms until it gets cold in the winter and in the fall. So Miss okay, Huff perfect. Lantana is a good one. Uh, Homestead Purple Verbena, as its name implies, has purple flowers and starts blooming in April and goes all the way to frost to two. Homestead Purple Homestead. Verbena. And that, and that Robina? Verbena. Verbena. V-E-R-B-E-N-A. Verbena. And okay. let's see, for annual flowers, just to stick in the corners, have pretty flower color. You could have Angelonia. Blooms pretty much all summer for me. Angelonia is a nice, nice spiky flower. Boy, the pollinators, butterflies love Angelonia. Um... Mexican heather blooms all summer. Mexican heather, again, an annual, won't come back in the in the spring, but Mexican heather blooms for me all summer long. Get it from okay. the nursery in the April when the ground gets warmed up and plant it, and away we go. That's four or five for you there, Jim. And the other thing to do is call the local extension office and ask the master gardeners in Hiawassee, Blairsville, up there, and say, what do y'all grow up here that blooms a long time in the cold weather or cold uh, winters? and get some recommendations from the local folks, what they recommend for you. 
Super. Thank you very much, Walter. I appreciate your help. Jim, don't forget that magic number. Anywhere in the state of Georgia, you dial this number will contact your local Master Gardener organization. It is 1-800-ASK-UGA-1. 1-800-ASK-UGA-1. Dial those numbers, and you'll get the Master Gardener organization in the county that you live in. 1-800-ASK-UGA-1. It's 8.27 at News Talk WSB. Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery will join us in the next few minutes. We've got other questions about apple trees with fire blight, wisteria taking over, moving irises. Your, your question could be in there as well, 404-872-0750. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.35 on a Saturday morning, 70 degrees outside. Showers in the forecast of the day. But you know what? There are things you can do even today. If it were raining, they'll keep you being a good gardener. That's to go to the Pike Nursery anywhere near you. And my friend Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery joins me this morning to tell you why you should go to Pike Nursery because tomorrow is Mother's Day and we got something for you today. What That's got? right. And I hope my kids are listening. <laughs> I'm saying right now, if you don't hear me, Jake, John, Josh, Stacy. This is anyway, what Mama listen. wants right now. Yeah, yeah. And today we've got, if you buy a $100 gift card, you get a $25 gift card free. What a deal. If you buy a $50 gift card, you get a $10 free. But just remember that that Mama gets both of those. You don't get to keep (laughs) one for yourself. That is a good rule to remember. Both of them for Mama. Yes, that's right. It's Mother's Day. I saw the big ad for 97-cent annuals, which is great, too. Yes, we do. We've got lots of annuals. We've got lots of those. Um... They look real good. Yeah, they you can really do. Buy them, give them to your mother, and say, and I'll plant them too, Mama. That's All you right. have to do is tell me where. That's exactly right. That's important. That's part of it. So the gift card, I think, is a real deal. A hundred dollars yeah. get twenty five plus a hundred dollars. That is a nice deal, Mickey Gasway. So it is. I it is. We and we've got you know we've got some pretty um, greeting cards here too. I think yeah. we've got some Mother Day ones. We've got some really pretty gift cards. I think there's some Mother's Day cards here too, and. Um, it's just pretty. It's a pretty time of year. You'll be able to find something to go along with. We have got the cutest rocks. <laughs> really? Have you, been in, have you been in lately? I have not seen the rock collection. Oh, my gosh. They are so cute. <laughs> they're like either owls or um, turtles, and they're they're just the cutest things you've ever seen. That's something else I'd like to Mother's, get in yet. Mother's um, Day gift right there, sure. That's right. I'm making it easy for everybody. If your mother likes birds, you get the bird feeder, you get the bird uh, uh, houses and things at Pike that sells as well. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of things you get for your mom at Pike. But be sure and look at the rocks. The rocks. The turtle rocks. The turtle rocks and the owl rocks. Uh, these are guaranteed rocks, the one you guaranteed for life. Absolutely, well. and they are just so cute. They are darling. <laughs> um, but really, the like you said, the, the all the bird stuff would be great. Sure. So, what we got for classes going up, Mickey? Anything? We don't going have on? anything right now. I don't think there's anything in May. If there is, it's not on my schedule. So, I don't, okay. we've got a couple things coming in June. 
And of course, once we get to summertime, then we start. We have some kids' classes in the yeah. summertime, so yeah. that's always fun. But I'll keep you posted. All right. So again, Mother's Day is tomorrow. For those of you who have not noticed this, those of you who have a mother who would appreciate a gift, a gardening type gift. <clears throat> and you don't quite know what kind of garden plant she wants, fine, get her a gift card. $100 right. spent gets her $25 plus, and $50 uh, gift card get another $10 in there as well. 97% annuals. Come on, people. Mama That's wants right. and, to be. And remember, the mama doesn't have to be the mother of a kid. They could be the mother of a puppy or whatever. <laughs> I mean, really. We have people that are mothers that don't have kids. That's, That's true enough. That's true enough. So if they got a cute little dog, give them a dog mother. That's right. That's a great way to. So anyway, we, it's a great time, and um, the nurseries are beautiful, and so I hope everybody will come in. And don't forget, of course, that Pike has their design group. We're happy to do a design yes. for your landscape and get discounts on plants when you put them in. That and would be a great Mother's Day gift, too, wouldn't it? That sure would be. I thought to yeah. myself, that would be a nice thing to give that mama. That would be great. You don't have to worry about making the plan either. Yeah. So, Gasaway, where would we go to if we wanted to find? Where was the closest, most local, most friendly people in the whole wide world? Where would we find the Pike Nursery locations? At PikeNursery.com. Indeed we would. Mickey, it's great talking to you once again. We'll see you next Saturday. See you soon. Bye. 404-872-0750 gets you in to take Mickey's little slot right there. Let's go to the phones. We've got people who've been waiting very patiently here. Uh, Joel of Jackson County is first. Joel, good morning. Good morning. Uh, moved here and inherited a wisteria bush. Ooh. In the third year, it has not bloomed. It sits out in the yard. It's, uh, I guess it's an American. Oh, okay. uh, I've decided it needs to go. It grows faster than kudzu or crabgrass. <laughs> and I'm wondering if the roots grow as fast as the upper portion. Not quite, but close. <clears throat> the, uh, wisteria, pulling, pulling it up is probably not a good option Well, wisteria, either the American or the Chinese wisteria Both of them are fast-growing plants The American not as quite as invasive as the Chinese is But both of them will have a pretty good-sized root system, Joel And they will sprout after you cut the main one down There will be root sprouts within 10, 15 feet from there So what do I do about it? Keep knocking it back Keep Cutting leaves off, you should recognize what a sprout or wisteria plant yeah. looks like. And every time you see one, you get a little machete or a little hoe or something like that and just cut it off. Don't let it have leaves on it because leaves are feeding the roots and you want to starve the roots. You starve the roots by cutting the roots, cutting the leaves off. If you want to spray with, with weed killer, that's fine with me too, but cutting them or spraying either one, but don't let the leaves stay on those root sprouts. Okay, I was thinking about getting a big tractor and pulling it up, but wow. that sounds like that's the best approach. Not <laughs> tired of half an acre. <laughs> All right, okay. if, you, if you like the tractor option, go for it, Joel, but I think just cutting <laughs> it down and keeping the sprouts under control, you'll do fine. Thank you, sir. All right, good talking to you, Joel. Thanks for being with us. we got Kelvin in Conyers with a question about his apple tree. Kelvin, good morning. Hello, sir. Pleasant good morning. Yes, sir. What can we do for you, Kelvin? Yes, so I have an apple tree that's about six years old, and uh, it has fire blight. Yeah, I was thinking if I were to cut it back severely and graft something else onto it, would that work? Can I Possibly. You describe for our listeners, Kevin, what fire blight looks like on an apple tree. The top ends of the branches, the leaves just turn brown. They just 
die. They just die. This wilts like somebody took a blowtorch to it, and that's exactly what it looks exactly. like. Fire yeah. blight on apple it happens on pears as well. The tips of the branches about ten or twelve inches turns brown, black, falls, you know, crooks over a little bit. That's what fire blight does. So, um, so you want to know if you cut if you cut it all the way back and then want to graft something else to it, why would you do that? I don't see your logic, Kelvin. No, it's a question. It's a, okay, it's but a question of a desperate man. Why not just cut it back, cut the fire blight infected parts off, sterilizing your cutter in between cuts, and just let it regrow for, as it is, and no grafting involved? Oh. Okay, that's easier. I mean, the, the key here is sanitation. You have to disinfect your cutter, your clippers, your pruners between every cut. You can use spray on Lysol. You can use uh, alcohol in a bucket with water and dip them in there every cut you make. But don't go cut, 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 and then disinfect. You want to di cut, disinfect, cut, disinfect, cut, disinfect, and cut away all the blackened limbs and cut back into the good, healthy part of the, of the limb that it's on. Discard those cut-off parts. Don't leave them on the floor or the ground underneath. And hopefully the apple will have some chance of coming back for you the next couple of months. Okay. All right. All right. You, sir. Good luck with it, Kevin. Thanks for calling. Fire Fireblight can be a terrible thing. It will really wreck a pear or an apple tree. Those blackened branches, it will and sometimes kill them as too. Julia is in Dallas, Georgia. Hi, Julia. Good morning. Hey, Walter. Good morning. Hey, Julia. What's up? Hey, I have some pussy willow cuttings that are rooting, and oh, I'm wondering, would they live outside in Georgia or as a houseplant? They grow fine outside in Georgia for the, about two, three years, maybe. And then all the cankers and diseases and bugs that love willow trees will get to it, and eventually it will die. But for two or three okay. years, you'll have a pretty shrub. You sure will. Okay, well, I'm going to try it, and I'll just take cuttings every second year. Yeah, you can do that. That's not a bad idea, Julia. The <laughs> the uh, bugs, the willow, there's willow bark beetles, willow leaf beetles. There is a canker that affects a lot of willow trees. Any number of things can go wrong with a pussy willow plant. But, again, if you want to take the cuttings, you know how to root them now. Why not? Every couple of years, oh, take God, cuttings. Thank you. All right. Good luck with it, Julia. Thanks for calling. Titus is in Jonesboro, Georgia. Hey, Titus, good morning. Hey, good hey. morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you doing? I'm um, fine, Titus. we got about three minutes, so how can I help? Okay, so I am calling because I'm new to planting, and uh, I want to pretty much, so I just moved into my house, and yeah. I want to completely redo my, my flower bed. And right now, in my flower bed, I want to just completely just start over, and I have a couple of annuals that are trying to grow back and um, and, and some dead plants as well. So I just wanted to get maybe some steps or, or some tips on you to give beginners to redo their flower bed. Number one, make sure the soil is nice and loose. I don't want to see any red clay covering the soil in your flower bed, Titus, because clay is not conducive to roots growing through it very well. And so the ground needs to be amended with compost or mushroom compost or some good quality topsoil or planting soil or something that you mix in with clay to make it a nice brown, loose, fast-draining soil. That's the key to having pretty flower beds. Second okay. thing is simply to go to a nursery and start picking out your plants. <laughs> Say, I like purple, I like yellow, I like, you know, like this orange one, and try it. There's no shame in failure and no pride in, in thinking that you're the only one who did it that well. 
in success, gardening is always a process of learning more and more. What does good? What doesn't go so good? What am I good at growing? What am I not so good at growing? What am I? What is my flower bed support really growing well? What is it really not like to grow there? And so for a year or so, Titus, you just plant things and see what happens and have fun doing it. And don't worry if some of them die. And don't worry if some of them are fabulous plants and turn out to be too big for your flower bed. You have to take them out for that reason. It's all part of fun. So that's what I would say for a first-time gardener. Make your soil rich and then have fun for a year or so finding out what you really like. Okay. See, you wanted me to tell you all the flowers that I recommend. I'm not going to do that. I want to say no, go find no. what you like oh, no. and plant them. No, and no, when no. you found something you're no. good at, that's what you would, take off with. Would you also would you also recommend, um, I guess, so when you're actually cleaning out the flower bed, just to completely yeah. remove everything and soil it, what what about putting trash bags down no. after before? No, the trash oh, okay. bags or any kind of landscape fabric or cardboard, even newspaper and things like that, I do not recommend because they just interfere too much with the breathing of the soil and with water from rainfall and irrigation going up and down in the soil. I think that the plastic and the landscape fabric and cardboard and things like that do more harm than good. And so I don't recommend doing that. I think you need to clean the weeds out, sure, clean the weeds out completely. But I don't think you need to do anything more than make the soil good for you and then plant what you like and, again, have fun doing it. It's 847 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade from Atlanta's Morning News on WSB. Our 24-hour news center delivers updates all weekend. Depend on it. We'll be here Monday morning, 4.30 till 9, for breaking news and traffic and weather every six minutes. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves. I wrote my mother. Ahead. Mother's Day is tomorrow. Thank you, Justin, for finding the song for us. Quick weather update brought to you by Finley, Finley Roofing. Excuse me. Today, 80% chance of scattered showers. High of 79, low of 66. Tomorrow, a little bit cooler than normal. More scattered showers likely. High of 75, but a low of 59 tomorrow night. Before we can forecast, because of it, 10 minutes with News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Charlotte in Atlanta joins us for a few minutes. Hey, Charlotte, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm well, how can we help? I have irises, bearded irises in my yard. Yeah. We're moving in a week, and we will not have a new yard to put them into for about six months. Mm, all right. How do, I, how do I take care of them? Liquor store boxes. I've okay. instructed several people that liquor store boxes, if you're a Baptist, you need your raincoat and a hat to wear while you go in to get those boxes. <laughs> but uh, you get a liquor store box with handles on both sides. You take the cardboard dividers out and put some uh, garbage, a garbage bag in there and poke holes in the bottom so it can uh, drain a little bit. Dig those irises up, foliage and roots and everything, and put them in the box. Crowd them up together is fine. Put a little soil on the bottom of the roots to keep it moist, and then you can keep them in that box for several months without a problem. Put it in sort of semi-shade as your new place before you have a chance to plant them, and they'll go fine in the box for at least a couple of months. Oh, wow. Okay. So no potting, no potting them up? Um, no, no, that's no too much water? Trouble. 
if you okay. want to go the full nine yards, sure, Charlotte. But, you know, I go for ease of uh, transport and liquor store boxes with the little handles cut in the ends. We're yes. great. So I've done that Very several times. Very familiar with those. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Moving, got, moving yeah, everything got, if you're else moving, you know exactly what a liquor store exactly. box is for. Sure. Got it. And, Perfect. Uh, Thanks, Walter. That's what you do. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thank you. Bye. I have one in my house, as a matter of fact, that I moved 10 to 15 years ago. It's not still in the box. The box is long gone. But simply the box rotted in place, and the uh, plants were in the box that have rooted in place, and now they're growing in a spot that I thought, I didn't mean for you to be there, but I'm too lazy to dig them up. There it is. That's the way it goes. Well, it's been a great Saturday morning. Dave Baker will be here for the whole Fixie show. That will be straight ahead. Be sure to ask him about his stint in the hospital. I know he has lots to say about that. It's been a great pleasure for me this morning to work with Ashley Frasca. She has done a terrific job this past week with the traffic in Atlanta. If you are not following her on Twitter, you should. Her Twitter handle is Ashley Frasca WSB, and you get all sorts of live pictures of traffic in the morning, as well as the opportunity to listen to her flying in the helicopter, which I think she did for Doug Turnbull yesterday. And she took care of that with exemplary uh, uh, knowledge of the traffic system in Atlanta. Justin Ove, of course, chooses our music. Quite different music selection is just as good as Jason Byers. Justin does a fabulous job in choosing music on a Saturday morning. If you didn't get your question answered, you can go to my website, walterreeves.com. Use the search line. Just a couple of words is fine in the search line. Lawn, spots, tomatoes, you know, growing or something like that is great. Follow me on Twitter, at Walter Rees. You can follow me on Pinterest. Get all those pictures of weeds on Pinterest. Facebook, of course. I post on Facebook two or three times a day, or a week, I should say. Make sure that you know what you need to do there. I've also got pictures on Instagram if you want to see pictures of our trip to Vietnam that we took a couple of couple of months ago. It's been a great Saturday morning, as I said. Dave Baker's here. The whole Vixen Show straight ahead. I will see you, my friends, next Saturday morning for another edition of Lawn and Garden. See you then. <laughs>